Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 30th of January, 2023. Come to the Cresting Yuck podcast, the Freedom Convoy, one year later. Oh, my God. Have things really changed, though? Plus information on the Jeremy McKenzie saga with his banks. And, of course, the beautiful people at the Canadian Revenue Agency want a 30% raise because they have it so bloody bad. Yeah, as if. All that more come to the podcast. Please stick around. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. I do swear, and I smoke cigarettes. See you in a bit. Cheers. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada. This is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Krusty Canuck Podcast, episode 200. Yes, 200 episodes. My goodness. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck, and welcome on this beautiful winter's day. And this podcast is also brought to you in part by people at Battlefit Bodywear. That's right. Battlefit Bodywear. You know, be limitless, be battle fit, battle fit body wear. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be more uh, uh, adverts like that coming in the near future. Anyway, I'm Krusty Canuck. Sorry for my absence the past little while. The work schedule has been really, really getting there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> working lots, working hard, all that good stuff. And if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Share this podcast all over your social media platforms. Help a guy like myself out and other podcasters like to get the word out there and enjoy the freedom of speech while we still have it. Anyway, carry on. As the title said, a year later, the convoy. Now, a lot of this is just off the top of my head. Uh, it's been an interesting year, nonetheless. How many people have been arrested? How many people have been thrown in jail? How many people were locked up because of their association with said convoy, uh, their association with said leaders of said convoy? fines tickets people getting their banks accounts frozen and all that too and yet when you hear the news you don't hear much about it other than the so-called freedom convoy now i've been at odds with other veterans in regards to this too and you know it wasn't a traditional freedom convoy where you're storming a beach and guns are blazing and all this good stuff like the dda invasion or other invasions throughout history it wasn't an invasion to begin with it was a bunch of people standing up and saying look we've had enough of this shit Let's get the ball going here. Let's get the bridges and the borders open here. And let's get things hunky-dory once again. Okay. How many more jibby jabs do people have to get? How many more mandates do we have to go through in order for us to get along based on the government know-it-alls, right? And it's been proven the past year too. How many of these individuals were wrong? Eh? How many of these individuals were actually wrong about their decisions when they close this and close that and demand that not you, not you get two Jimmy Jazz, but you get three or four and you'll get your boosters because the boosters are effective, even though said politicians with boosters end up giving the vid all the same, right? Like a beloved prime minister, because during said convoy, he was hiding away at his cottage. If you don't remember that, ladies and gentlemen, the footage is out there for you to watch and to listen and to observe on your own terms. But you get my point. Okay, so a year later, what's changed? Well, they ended the mandates in most of the provinces across the country. They got a little more lenient when it came to people walking into stores and where they had to walk, and they got rid of a lot of the mask mandates too, right? Now, mind you, though, too, in my adventures, there were a few little pukes that would sit there and say, where's your mask? Yeah. 
you know, he'd be prompted to grab them and throw them across the desk. But no, of course, don't try not to be violent. Try to be kind and calm, cool, collected, and not do anything rash or stupid. But change, changes happen, ladies and gentlemen. Changes happen. Uh, now, this week, uh, they're going to review. I think February 6th is going to review when they had the whole panel and the committee on uh, the Emergencies Measures Act that the, the government promoted quickly because they got scared. But what's ironic about that, too, is that there's a committee that gets to read the results a week before they're released. Sounds crazy, eh? Hmm. What kind of ideas do they come up with now? Now, they're going to daydream and project other fears, right? So th that's right. The Liberal cabinet is going to get their hands on the results prior to them releasing to the public. Hmm. Something to think about, right, ladies and gentlemen? Something to think about when it comes to who's really in charge here. So they spent the better part of what? I think 90 days, you know, or pretty well close to 90 days trying to figure out what was going on. Why would they uh, instill the Emergency Measures Act when there was no real projected violence other than fear, people jumping the gun, no pun intended, right? And some of these politicians sitting there talking about how, oh my goodness, they had guns at the coots. Well, they're trying to figure out that those guns might have been planted there. Because when you actually look at the photographs of said guns that were apprehended at Coots, a lot of them are looking pretty well brand new. They weren't looking used. or So there's something to think about there. Now, I'm not going to sit and put my tinfoil hat on and think that there's some kind of conspiracy, but I can smell bullshit all the same. So I'll let you decide, my wonderful audience out there. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this podcast all over your social media platform. You know, you can also find the uh, Krusty Connect podcast available on Podbean, Rumble, Spotify, Amazon, and Player FM. When I load the podcast on my Podbean and here on the tube, it automatically goes to those above-mentioned places, and you can check out my podcast there, too. And you might have seen some adverts that have gone around Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all that. Click on the links that you see there and get yourself some Krusty Connect swagger or donate at your leisure, ladies and gentlemen. Your donations do go to help me. And they do go to help uh, some less fortunate people out there, especially individuals that uh, use the Veterans Association Food Bank, too. When I do make some money, I tend to give them some, too, just to help them along their way, too, to keep the lights on kind of thing. Anyway, enough of this, uh, you know, my, my charity stuff. Getting on again with the whole issue uh, a year later. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Freedom Convoy, one year later. Of course, you see a picture of Justin Trudeau there in his crying formation, always, always in tears. Right. And of course, uh, Parliament stood up today, too, ladies and gentlemen, uh, after them having roughly about six weeks off or close to seven weeks off to sit and decide what to do and how to hobgobble. And there's lots of video footage out there that uh, find people at Rebel and True North put together of some of our Canadian bigwigs at the WEF conference in uh, Davos, Switzerland. You know, all the big rich guys, all the billionaires telling us or wanting to tell us how to live and how we have to eat bugs and like it. You know, Mr. Klaus Schwab there you know, and his little kitty, Mr. Biggersworth. No, I'm sorry. That was that was Mike Myers from uh, <laughs> Austin Powers. Right. Dr. Evil. Right. But they, I, I, they're all on the same wavelength when you think about it. You know, Dr. Evil's character, Klaus Schwab, uh, not much of a difference. You know, the token Bond villain. You know, I'm Ernst Blofeld, yes, you know, and we have ways to make you talk, yes. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm digressing, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those days where you look at the, uh, what's going on in our system, what's going on in our politics, what's going on with people. And the mainstream media has been guilty of saying, the whole uh, supposed 
freedom convoy, and yet they have the freedom to say what they want to say. I have the freedom to say what I want to say. You have the freedom to say what you want to say, ladies and gentlemen. And yet they, they shun. They still shun. They still shun these individuals that made a difference, right? Um, that's the thing. An average citizen took it upon his and herself to get up and do something. And they did. There was no violence. There was no property damage. No, no, no fires were, were set and buildings burnt down. There were a couple of attempts at arson that were different incidents altogether. But when you look at what, what Ottawa had to go through, there was a, a, a minor fraction of people that were subtly inconvenienced because of all this traffic in Ottawa. Oh, my goodness. All the honking and the smell. Oh, my goodness. Basically, a lot of people were just pussies, and they got scared. So that's what it was. And we watched the footage of the POEC, Public Inquiries Commission, in regards to all this stuff. That's what it was. It was nothing more but people just being scared and being little goddamn wimps. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media platforms. Doesn't matter where, when, how, please share it around. Let's keep spreading the wealth when it comes to information and people getting out there, just trying to get the words out. So you, my fine audience, and other people, and everywhere else in the world, you can enjoy a different podcast, different perspectives at any time of day. So please share this podcast all over your social media platforms if you can. Now I'm going to queue up a video that just came from Global News, one of our mainstream media outlets here, uh, discussing the whole year after the uh, the convoy and their assessments. And uh, our defense, or not defense, our justice minister, Mr. David Lamenti, or Lamenti, I don't know. I, I can't keep up with half of these names anymore because they're all clowns. They're all morons. They all brag about their education, yet they fail to embrace common sense, right? And I also have some more updates uh, later in the show in regards to Mr. Jeremy McKenzie, a fellow veteran, a fellow royal, who has been going through absolute hell in regards to the financial institution, canceling his bank account, canceling basically his banking. And well, last I read, he is forbidden to put his money in any bank in this country. So there'll be more details coming on that shortly. But I'll just queue up the uh, uh, the video here for you all to, to watch and see at your leisure, ladies and gentlemen. Right? There's a lot of information that you can get in these two minutes uh, of uh, Global TV's coverage of the whole year later of the convoy and it sounds like some kind of bad 70s movie eh? year later of the convoy yes and the big gila monster with little holes and all that stuff <laughs> i'm still digressing ladies and gentlemen but i'm looking for this page here i had it queued up earlier my apologies my tardiness for this podcast but i, I think you get my point when it comes to individuals that fail to embrace reality well We've got a lot of people in this country that were pissed off and they had every right to stand up and do what they wanted to do in the name of democracy and freedom. Now, I highly suggest you listen to Mr. Lametti when he talks about the whole issue when it comes to uh, uh, democracy. And you've caught Justin saying the same thing too, right? You've always caught Justin saying the same thing in regards to that. So I'll just cue this up for you, ladies and gentlemen. But still, when you, every time these people speak, I just, I get, I shake my head. Exactly why? Well, why are they doing this? Why are they 
sitting there saying all this wonderful garbage in regards to, you know, the convoy when they failed to realize that they were part of the problem. And they were. They were part of the effing problem. So, all right. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's coming here. <laughs> so, and especially listen to the broadcaster, how she explains the so-called Freedom Convoy. I'll let you decide, ladies and gentlemen. A year ago, news about the so-called Freedom Convoy was dominating the headlines. The trucks were allowed to roll in and occupy the streets near Parliament Hill for weeks, and blockades were set up at several border crossings. Well, one year later, Ottawa has a new police chief and police are stepping up their presence in the downtown. About 500 people are expected on Parliament Hill this weekend. Our chief political correspondent, David Aiken, has a look at what impact the convoy is still having on national politics. David. Well, Donna, I'm standing on Wellington Street. That's the street that runs right in front of the Parliament buildings. And this street has been closed to most traffic for security reasons ever since the Freedom Convoy rolled in one year ago. I'm certainly not marking the anniversary in any way, and our focus now is on making sure it doesn't happen again. Some federal politicians, too, never wish to see such a demonstration again. That it represented the high watermark of a, of a very extreme populist movement that was frankly disrespectful of other people's rights, disrespectful of diversity, disrespectful of democratic processes. But to some, the protests gave a voice to angry, frustrated Canadians. It brought, at least for me and a lot of people around here, hope. I know everyone has their own opinions on it, but for us, it's about hope. I think the significance is that the convoy probably never should have had to happen, but people are frustrated in this country and they have every reason to be. That anger, that frustration continues to drive political behavior in many parts of the country. I do think if anybody thinks what happened in the trucker protest is going away, you know, adjust your thinking. It's definitely going to be a feature in the next federal election campaign because it tends to work for both the Liberals and some would argue for the opposition as well. Sutcliffe, the Ottawa mayor, hopes for a return to a more civil kind of politics. I remain optimistic by nature and, and I'm hopeful that, that we can that we can avoid a lot of that nastiness, um, but I am concerned about it. Now, as for this street, Wellington Street, a lot of people on city council wanted to return to normal. They want to bring the traffic back, but a lot of MPs have some different ideas. They would like to see the federal government extend its jurisdiction here, expand the security zone of the parliamentary precinct to better protect Canada's democratic institutions. Donna. All right, David Aiken, your Parliament Hill tonight. Thanks, David. Yeah, really. Protect the institutions, right? You know, undermining democracy, Mr. Lemeny. Of course, you know, different views and everything. Only their views are important, okay? Now, I, I think you're missing the point here, uh, federal government and mainstream media. No, people are standing up against something. So it goes to show they haven't learned anything over the past year. I wasn't there. I, I wasn't at the convoy. And part of me wish, wishes that I was. Right. I, I would love would have loved the opportunity to stand with the other brothers and sisters there in the war monument, cleaning up, sweeping it up, shoveling the snow, right? Cleaning up the garbage and, and just the camaraderie alone. Right. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're unsure and if you're not really in tune with what happened there, there's tons of footage out there you can look at from different perspectives. From Warrior Campaign to Rebel News to True North Media to Greg Wycliffe. Right, Aviva Frey, he's had some amazing footage 
uh, from that. So you have to look at the independent lens, independent eye to see it for yourself. And as we're always told, to have faith. A lot of faith in that. A lot of faith. Right? I, for one, I fought for this country. Jeremy McKenzie fought for this country, too. A lot of our brothers and sisters fought for this country. And a lot of these <laughs> political junkies and mainstream media moguls alike really don't give a shit. And uh, it's going to suck for them and something really bad happens. I just don't want to see that. What say you? Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this stuff all around. And if you see my videos on Rumble and YouTube and like, please don't hesitate to send me a comment. Give me a thumbs up, like, and all that stuff. Please get the conversation going. I need more people to give me some comments, good or bad. But if you're going to be rude and be insensitive and insane, I just might answer you. And then we have a little debate going on here, you know, a little bit of a word salad happening. But please don't be hesitant. Please comment, click like, and subscribe, and share this stuff all over your social media platform. Now, as I said, uh, Jeremy McKenzie, uh, a notable podcaster, a veteran, one hell of a decent human being. Looks after his friends and his family very well. And regardless of how you personally feel about him, okay, here's a guy who spoke his mind on his podcast. Now, he did have some tasteful jokes, and he had some tasteless jokes, okay? And that's the point when it comes to listening a broadcast. Doesn't matter if it's Howard Stern. Doesn't matter if it's a major station in Toronto or Ottawa or New York City or Los Angeles or London, England or Berlin, Germany. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be a DJ or an announcer or some kind of broadcaster that might shock you with something. It's no different for us. Okay. It's no different. We don't have to follow certain guidelines. Now, we have a government that wants to push those guidelines, but we'll get to that in another episode. But now, Jeremy McKenzie's a veteran. He's a family man. Okay, done his time, served the queen and the country very well. Now, regardless of what he said here or said there, he does not deserve to have his bank accounts canceled. All because Scotiabank, and I said Scotiabank, you know who I'm fucking talking about, Scotiabank. Yeah, toss pockets, right? And I'll say that. I'll say that because I have just as much freedom as Mr. McKenzie and any other podcaster out there to call you on your shit. Okay. So I'll summarize, ladies and gentlemen, if you know who Mr. Jeremy McKenzie is, he's a podcaster. He has deemed as being some kind of far-right extremist because he created, <laughs> and it's funny when you, when you think about it, Diagalon is a creation. It's satire. There's no intention for people in this country to get up and wave a so-called flag of the Diagalon nation and to go out and demand that Canada becomes this nation or the United States becomes this nation. It's, it's humor. It's satire. And yet a lot of politicians, especially on the liberal side, mainstream media have said, oh, my God, he's a far right extremist because he created a joke. Okay, It's, it's a goddamn joke. Now, recently, uh, the Bank of Nova Scotia gave him uh, a 30-day warning saying uh, your business is no longer required here. We're not going to honor uh, your business. We want you out kind of thing. <laughs> and he's forbidden to actually talk to any kind of heads uh, of said banking institution. He's not allowed into the branch that he dealt with, right? Because I guess they deem him as dangerous. And you know what's funny with that contrast, ladies and gentlemen, because when the Liberal government got elected, within a year of them 
being elected. They gave a known terrorist $10.5 million to do what the hell he wants to do with because of all the pain and suffering he incurred while being at uh, Gitmo during his time with the Taliban and how he was raised to make bombs and to set explosives against allied troops. But because he was a Canadian citizen, he got a free pass and he was released from Gitmo and came back to Canada and given a $10.5 million reward for his pain and suffering. And yet when you have veterans in this country or anybody speak out against the status quo or speak out against the buffoonery and garbage that our leadership is presenting, you get your life ruined. Wow, eh? And then you still laugh at the Freedom Convoy? You still laugh at, at the people that took a stand against the rhetoric, against the garbage? Right? Where are these leaders now standing up for people uh, that are getting their bank accounts canceled? Right. Now, I can see the opposition uh, maybe speaking lightly in this in Parliament, which it did briefly, but they're not standing up for anybody. And regardless of how you feel about an individual, okay, if you agree with his policies or disagree with his policies, you don't forbid him to bank. You don't forbid him to do things, to live his life, okay? And that's what we're coming to, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're, we're coming to this ridiculous mandate of how, well, you have to think this way and walk this way and talk this way, or we're going to cancel your bank account, or we're going to raid your bank accounts, or we're going to freeze your bank accounts like they did in the convoy because they're stopping the terrorist threat, right? So context and contrast is out the effing window. This is about their own agenda. So Mr. McKenzie and allies of Mr. McKenzie, if you're listening right now, I'm behind you. I'm with you. If you need something, reach out to me. I'm easy to get a hold of. Don't be shy. But I'm with you, brothers and sisters. I'm with you. Right? This shit's got to stop. Like enough already. And we're sitting on the cusp of World War III, possibly. Okay? We have a military that is still functioning somewhat because I still know people that are working there. And I'm glad to call them my brothers and sisters. But we have a, a leadership dynamic and we have a procurement process that is so bloody outdated and so useless. They would rather give away tanks and give away armored vehicles to Ukraine rather than upgrade our own. Right? Because of virtue totaling. Teetotaling virtue BS. How else do I say it, ladies and gentlemen? Get back to me on that. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Once again, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if you like to hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this podcast all over your social media platforms. People need to listen. People need to hear it, regardless if you agree or disagree. Just share the out of it and do the best you can. Please, you help me out a little big time there. You can also find me on Rumble, Spotify, Amazon, and Player FM too. And I'm also uploading on uh, Getter, uh, Instagram, Podbean, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. So you can find me there, ladies and gentlemen. And we carry on again with more of the whole uh, episode 200. Now, I know I mentioned before episode 200, I'd have some prizes and giveaways, but I just haven't had time to get them procured. No pun, ladies and gentlemen. But when you look at that Freedom Convoy, those pictures in there, the unity that I personally felt, I haven't felt that kind of unity since Canada won the gold medal in 2010 in Vancouver. 
that was a great feeling. And when you saw all those trucks rolling down the highways and, and driving into Ottawa, that was a great feeling. You know, and I, I've had a few debates and a few arguments with fellow vets in regards to that too. Uh, but I think it was a close thing to a freedom convoy this country's had in a long time, anything. And it was the biggest protest and it captivated the world, ladies and gentlemen. And I still think that's something to be proud of. And the people that stood with them, people that went to jail, people that got fined. Wow. You know, you just, you just got to step back and go, well done. Now, not that you got fined and went to jail, but you stood your effing ground. And that's what we need, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I come across an article here in the uh, uh, Toronto Sun. I first found the post millennial. I'll put links in the uh, background for, or in the uh, description there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but basically, Canada Revenue Agency. Now, they, to my American friends, they are just like your IRS. They have to make sure that you're not making too much money and uh, you have to give them uh, their fair share so they can divvy it out to the populace. You know, you know how it goes, right? Just more bullshit for more people to rob you and take, uh, take away your hard-earned cash. <coughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll read this article. And I want you, my wonderful, glorious audience out there, to actually take it for what it is. Uh, because basically, it's BS. So this is from Brian Lilly, uh, commentator and writer extraordinaire. Federal workers demand the sun and the moon and to work from home in contract talks. An opinion by Brian Lilly this uh, past 23rd of January. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like I say, I, I heard about this briefly and I'm just like, oh my God, really? Our tax collectors want more money, which comes from taxpayers. So give us 30% wage hike and pay us for meals when we work overtime at home, federal workers say. Those are some of the demands of employees of the Canada Revenue Agency currently negotiating contracts post-pandemic. It seems they've taken the Beatles classic song, Taxman, to heart when George Harrison sang, there's one for you, 19 for me, because I'm the tax man. Why do you need money when you can give it to them, right? Interesting, eh? Workers uh, with the Union of Taxation Employees, UT, uh, division of PSAC, wants raises of 4.5% for the first year, followed by two successive increases of 8% a year on top of the taxman, is demanding a one-time bump of 9% to put CRA workers on par with those the Canada Border Services Agencies. Now, people that work at the CBSA are mobile. They're not sitting in kiosks all the time, counting numbers, calling people up at random saying, you better file your taxes or else. You know, like, <laughs> wow. Hello, nurse. Okay. We want to keep up with inflation. Mark Bree, national president of the union of taxation employees told the Ottawa says in a recent interview, I'd like a free car and a unicorn that can fly me around town. Doesn't mean I'm going to get them. Breer says he wants to keep up with the inflation. But does that mean the, the inflation will back down 2% in a year, two of his contract that we can adjust? Likely not. Meanwhile, the UTE and their colleagues at the Professional Institute of Public Services of Canada, PIPSIC, you know, another CRA union are farting, to, <laughs> farting. well, they, I guess they are farting. Another CRA union are fighting to keep a meal penalty in place, even those working uh, from home. Like, okay, so if you're working at home, you want them to buy your lunch too? Holy Fuck, can you say lazy? Oh, my God. Right? I find to keep a meal penalty in place, even those working from home. The contract negotiated pre-pandemic stated that anyone working three or more hours of overtime immediately before or immediately following their shift would be reimbursed 12 bucks for meals unless a free meal was provided. That makes sense if you're going to call someone in early to make them stay late paying for a combo at Subway, as at least you can do. 
Having that in place for people who are working from home and who just can't walk their fridge makes no sense at all. Exactly. If you're sitting in a format just like I am, okay, with a shirt and tie on, dealing with clients or basically harassing clients, can you not get off your ass for 15 minutes and grab a sandwich from your own refrigerator or a can of soup or a can of beans, whatever you're fancy, falafel, waffle, I don't know. What the hell do you want? Okay. Public servants tend not to only have higher pay and benefits of most comparable jobs in the private sector, but they also have better benefits and pensions. Both UTE and PIPSIC workers are enrolled in de defined benefit pension plans, the type of which most private sector employees haven't seen in decades. Exactly. Now, but go on, keep fighting to get your meal penalties at home and your 30% increase in salary while mostly working from home while the rest of us struggle. Don't worry, there's a food bank nearby that can feed the rest of us while you bilk the taxpayers. Did I mention the CRA workers are also fighting a requirement to work at least two days a week from the office? Right. So I'm not going to read the rest of this. This is just bullshit. It's self-explanatory. It, it, it's like a sense of entitlement. It's like you're dealing with a bunch of millennials who uh, worry more about their feelings and their face bases rather than getting the fucking job done. Okay. Now, you've heard me rant and rave, ladies and gentlemen, in regards uh, to uh, the whole taxation thing. Okay. On average, I'm paying anywhere from $1,580 to about $1,625. That's $1,600.25 a month in taxes for my job and for my pension. Okay, and I actually got a few nasty phone calls from the CRA there a few months back saying, oh, we're going to penalize you if you don't file. It's very, very important that you call us. We're going to send you a penalty. And yet they turn around and demand this shit. This is what I say to them. And when you think about it, the amount of times that people have been dinged on taxes since 2015, they deserve, well, they deserve absolutely nothing. How else do I say it? Because as far as I know, based on the research that I did last year, the average CRA worker that looks at all these files and assesses people's income and what they take and what they earn they're making anywhere from 65,000 bucks to 75,000 bucks a year. Okay. I don't make that a year. I don't. Because everybody got a pay raise during the pandemic. MPs, MP staff, government workers inside parliament and other government offices around the Capitol. A lot of people got raises. I didn't. My wife didn't. My friends didn't. My parents didn't. Did you? Did you get a raise? And now they have the audacity to ding the taxpayer even more. I'll leave the links and everything in my description, ladies and gentlemen, for you to follow and uh, to enjoy at your leisure, you know, submitted for your approval. But I think you get my point here, right? So a year after said trucker's convoy, <laughs> people are still saying the so-called freedom convoy. It was a freedom convoy because it opened up people's eyes. It opened up the world and it made... Our liberal government looked like a bunch of buffoons. It did. And some of our conservative politicians and some of our ND politicians and other politicians that sat there and clenched their pearls and held in their farts because they were scared. You should be. Okay? You should be. Because it just goes to prove that there's a lot of Canucks out there, like yours truly, it's not going to take this shit anymore. Period.
Why should we? Okay. I'll start paying my taxes when you stop demanding a 30% increase. I will start filing my taxes when we get a balanced budget again. Because you individuals were hired to do that job. But there's billions missing here. Billions missing there. Uh, something along the lines of some McKinsey consulting firm receiving $104 million since Justin got into power in 2015. Right? Something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. Something to ponder and put away. Hmm. So where are we going? So what's going to happen a year from now, too? What's going to happen six months from now, too? Is there going to be another convoy? Is there going to be a battle someplace? Is World War III going to happen? I hope none of it happens. I hope people learn to wake up, and I hope some of these leaders will just let go of the reins, get rid of their red tape bullshit, get rid of their bureaucratic garbage, and start letting Canucks be Canucks again, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. Anyhow, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 30th of January, 2023. I wish nothing but good things for all you out there. Right? But like I say, too, if you get an opportunity, give someone a hand moving some snow, helping someone dig out their car, uh, maybe send a few bucks to the local food bank for groceries, donate what you can to people. Uh, donate what you want to me, too, if you want. <laughs> I know I'm not expecting, I'm not going to sit here and demand cash from people. You know, but if you want to donate, links are in my description. Uh, $5, $10, whatever you want to do, ladies and gentlemen, that is fine. I don't demand anything. But if you want to, the option's there for you too. Check out my store, uh, Customized Girl, Krusty Canuck uh, gear there too. Links in the description as well. And uh, we'll go from there, ladies and gentlemen. Like I say, I have been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 30th of January, 2023. I wish nothing but good things for all of you and yours. Do what you can to help each other in these trying times. Let's make the best of what we have and try to make it better. And like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, Humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. <laughs>